0: Hello, everybody. Jim here. And if you like podcasts and want to help us out for what we do on all of our podcasts, it would be awesome if you'd go check out our Patreon. It's patreon.com slash weird science, where we end up doing a ton of exclusive podcasts and a lot of Marvel things, as well as other stuff. We have an Ultimate Marvel Universe Reading Club right now. On our crisis event podcast, we're going through 2015 Secret Wars, but we have other things as well. We have reading clubs for Hellboy, Walking Dead, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the Miller World books, and a ton more. One of the other things is you get to hear this podcast early access a day early and, you know, get in on all the fun. And the thing is, if you go over right now to patreon.com slash weird science, you can end up signing up for a seven-day free trial so you can see if it's right for you and you can see if I'm actually telling the truth, which which I am. But with all of that, it'd be awesome if you would go over, check it out, and there is a clickable link in the show notes of this podcast, so it'll be easy peasy. Go over there. I hope to see you all there, but here we go with this week's show.
1: You are all
2: weirdos.
3: Weird Science. It's the revolution. Weird
0: Science. is the revolution. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Weird Science Marvel Comics podcast, episode 12, at the legacy number 512. And I'm here with my man, Matt, as always. What up, Matt? What up, Jim? What up? And we have the gang war starting out. And we're going to be heavy on the gang war for the next bunch of weeks, months. Who knows? Mm-hmm. It's funny, me and you ended up starting up the marvel podcast again because we had enough of the events in the star wars side of things and then we get this and these first issues i don't know i i'm really interested to see who is impressed by these because i am not i'm hoping that they get better but the whole i don't know the basis of this whole thing being the fisk's law The Mm. idea of Spider-Man out and you know out of commission for six. There's things that are presented in these that don't really feel like they have a lot of weight to them. That we didn't deal a lot with that. This law has been mentioned more than it has affected anything. I mean, we have not really seen like a say a Daredevil say, "Oh my goodness, I better not go out with my you know mask on." In fact, in that book, he's kind of fighting hand in hand against gangs with the police just never felt like it meant much and it never felt like they were you know going with it it's a huge part of at the beginning it also ends up where you realize that oh yeah we're going to be dealing a lot with you know the gangster types in the whole you know marvel universe especially in new york city which okay they're fine but i don't know that i sat there and i thought i really need a frost pharaoh you know book or lady yulan i i kind of don't really care that much <laughs> about even you know. The Rose I don't know who or Owl or Crime Master or Black Mariah. These things are not my thing. And I don't know if they're anybody's thing to center on it. But really this first deal, and we're going to start right now with the amazing Spider-Man first strike number one. You end up having a book that it feels like it's grasping at straws in the first issue of trying to set up a big story, something that will mean things, but really playing off things that, like I said, don't have much weight to them as we've been reading all the books month in and month out. The Fisk Law, you know, in that devil's reign and happening at the end of the Chip Starsky deal on Daredevil, it just never felt like it ever came into play really yeah, that much at all. at all. Especially in the Spider Like when was the last part of Spider Man where he was zipping around and he's like, Oh my God, I better not go out and somebody got hurt? Like you're waiting to have that moment. Somebody get killed, somebody go we never really had it much. So mm. that's the big play. And then also You know, this whole play with Tombstone and the wedding that failed with Janice and Randy. It's just these things don't feel as big as maybe they should have. And so you're going to have to do things to make them feel bigger. And it happens in this issue, the start here but I don't know. It just, it, it never felt like it was really hitting me at all. Like, it really didn't matter. I, it's just an odd
3: thing. I mean, I mean, there are a lot of different gangs, which is cool, I guess. I mean, you look at the, the map is uh, pretty cool, too, if you know New yeah, York. You see but... that
0: map, again, as somebody like, oh my God, I didn't know the Hobgoblin because they, they really have, and you have the New York City deal, you have the five boroughs. I kind of needed more landmarks than just Central Park for me to actually realize what was going on. Like, if you told me at this point, just out of nowhere, like, oh, where is this? Where is Harlan? Where is this? Where's I Hell's Kitchen of, on here? Yeah, like I don't know. And so with that, you said so some of the characters on there you barely know if know at
3: all. I don't know who Bumbler is. Never heard of that. And the Bumbler, you know, the Bumbler Stumbler. You don't know him. <laughs> here we go. It is the Amazing Spider Man First Strike number one. Written
0: by Zeb Wells and Cody Ziegler uh. Joey Vasquez and Julian Shaw on art Brian Valenza on colors VCs Joe Carmagna on letters So we start out and we get to see the gangs And they're all there yelling at each other Hey, you better not take this from me You better not run me out of Red Hook Again, I know some of these But it doesn't mean that this is an exciting scene Again, it's a, it's a land grab type of deal mainly going from Tombstone being shot and in a coma after that failed wedding. But even so, they're sitting there. Shang-Chi's there, and they have to explain, Hey, Shang-Chi, why are you here? Oh, well, you know, I'm here to represent the Five Weapons Society. We're looking to expand in New York City. I'm like, all right, are you a villain now? Because you certainly seem like it. There is going to be a Shang-Chi book, If it is just him, like, ooh, I'm going to be undercover, it's the ridiculous guise of that, because you would think that they would know or whatnot, but he's like, yeah, I'm here. And then they're just mapping out things of, I want this, I want that. And then you end up getting White Rabbit and Janice show up, and Janice says, I want what my dad had. Hmm. Nobody touches it. And they just say, you're lame. You're not part of the group. You can't just show up where your dad ended up having the power that doesn't transfer to you you have to prove that you're in you ha- it's like a hazing and it's just basically you go kill randy because randy has been there trying to get this fist law repeal and they think oh my god that would screw you know it all up for us we don't have to run but most of the characters in this at one point in the last bunch of deals has been taken down by a masked hero At points so it it ends up like I said that This love never really played out And you're really going heavy on that But Janice who has had Problems with Randy She's being sent to go kill him and she's Like give me 24 hours now You have to think to yourself she's not going to Do it but we find out that You know Hammerhead who's kind of leading This we saw him working the angles before That he's going to set something up Now in the meantime just to point Out he ends up having that lady with him that's always mm-hmm. there that we really don't know and he does say you might recognize her he doesn't even know her name he says you might recognize what's her name here as if she's just eye candy why is she at this meeting there's no reason nobody else has eye candy going around he shows up like this it's weird
3: yeah she's all over him too it's so uncomfortable at the end you realize why because it's all a <laughs> dupe,
0: and, yeah. and you're like oh man that was set up pretty poorly but you even said by the end you're like yeah, I kind of get what's going to happen here. And you, uh-huh. you realize. Uh, but while you're going through this, though, then you go off to Spider-Man and Spider-Men because you have Peter and Miles. And they're chasing down Slide. who's talking trash. And it's weird because Slide's like, oh, my God. And they say he has catchphrase, which the catchphrase was, catch as catch can. Is he Forrest Gump? And then he's like, spider nerds <laughs> Oh, man, you got a catchphrase now. This seems to be the part that Cody Ziegler might be Absolutely. writing. And it's awful.
3: It's oh pe- my God. People have
0: been begging me to read the Miles Morales, Cody Ziegler book. Again, if you're a fan of it, fine. But when I read one or two word bubbles coming out of the mouth of Miles, I want to strangle somebody. It drives me nuts. Hey, my guy, we're going to do this. And it just feels phony. It doesn't feel right. And what we're centering on is Miles is pissed, not because Miss Marvel died. Because, you know, that kind of came and went and didn't really matter in the Mm -hmm. long run. And I don't think it ever mattered to Zeb Wells in the book. It was just to get her over on the X-Men side of things. So what he's mad about is that you didn't talk to me for those six months. The six months that was a weird play in this amazing spider First off, we're past that. Way past that. And I know you're going to bring it up. Because the idea of it started like, oh, what happened six months before? You end up having York, Pennsylvania, all that. Then after that, you ended up having Spidey get hit by, you know, the UFOs and ended up in the hospital. And who knows for that long. So why doesn't he bring that up? Like, dude, I was in the hospital with radiation poisoning. You never came to see me then. Yeah, that's worse. You know what I mean? Uh Like the whole play. But it's so pushed to have this Peter's a jerk, Peter's a jerk. And in my mind, I just want to be like, we're past that. I don't need the whole idea of everybody's mad at Peter. That's months ago that we don't need that anymore. And it's just like, Hey, like I said, this is the grabbing at straws. How can we make a story out of this? Well, we'll get Miles and he'll be pissed off about that. You know, I'm waiting for rec rap to just show up with repo and we can just (laughs) do that crap again because all of that going on. And also why doesn't Paul walk in at some point and go, Hey there, Peter, by the way, me and Mary Jane are banging and then just leave. Like, yeah. you have that, too. Why not? Because yeah. this whole play is just... And didn't it feel like Miles and Peter were having a bit of fun taking down Slide? <laughs> and then for him to just say, like, I hate your guts?
3: Yeah, it's a mood killer, for sure.
0: It was. Yeah, and it just... That's the play of it. It's like, it kind of is a, a, a downer. Yeah. And then he says, hey, you're a jerk. And by the way, I better remind you that with great power, there's also great responsibility. See you later, sucker. And yep. then he leaves. He says, you know where you can find me? Yes, I do. And it just it makes you have just a bad feeling. Miles is a total jerk in this scene. That's the weird play. I think that what you're supposed to be going with here is that you're supposed to think that Peter's the jerk. No. But the way it's written, I cannot stand Miles. I want, my, I want him to just, like, hey, I'm going to sit here and accidentally misfire and, and fall to his death. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's so lame. So then you get all these protesters and the idea that Janice is going to take down Randy. She's going to go kill him. We know that's not going to happen. They've tried to push the idea that she hates him now because of what happened to her dad. But when she does end up finding him and confronting him, she says that you got to disappear. Now, I don't think he would have anyway, but she says, please just leave the city. Mm -hmm. Go away for a while. And then that would get her on the end. She could say, yeah, I disposed the body, whatever, and, and may have worked out. In the meantime, you have Hammerhead talking to his eye candy there. Oh, you know what? I knew that she wouldn't be able to kill him. And I, I want her to realize that she can't do that. So I sent other guys and they go and they just open fire. Now, you have a guy with an Uzi, two Uzi's actually, and a guy with a handgun. They appear to be three feet away from these two characters. How are they both not just dead? They are firing the amount of bullets that are being fired out of those guns. Oh, like twenty five bullets at feet least. Feet away. Yeah, there is no way that they'd even have a body to come and get. Let alone, how does Janice avoid all of this gunshots? They, you know, the idea of a human shield is one thing, but these guys are just <laughs> pumping lead to the extreme. And it looks like Randy's hurt. And you know, you got to be worried about him, but there should be, it should be dead on arrival. I mean, the amount of bullets they, yeah, that was a little, not a little, a lot unrealistic for sure. Yeah. Oh my God. So again, you're, you're trying to up the end, you're trying to make this big. And I was just like, okay, well, now Randy's. Now everybody's going to the hospital. But you end up having uh Peter then, from what Miles said, decides he's going to go. And see, here again is the idea where you're supposed to have this weight to it that Randy has been begging Spider-Man to help him for months and months and months of the regular books, but we barely saw that. That has just been thrown at us just recently yep. to get into this to now be a big moment. And it's not enough. It, it's like out of nowhere where Peter comes in and you know, he's dressed as Spider-Man, but goes to Luke and says, hey, Luke, I want to talk about Randy. I think that he's right. I got to step it up a bit. I got to do more of this. Let's get rid of this fist claw. In the meantime, Luke's like, you didn't hear he's in the hospital. And they rush off to the hospital where you end up having, you know, Robbie was there already with Tombstone, then gets told, oh, my God, I love the idea of like, Mr. Robertson, I know you so much that
3: I was worried about you, but didn't know you had a son. She was freaking out. Like, I thought it was you. That's just, nobody, That's No nurse would ever say that.
0: Exactly. I, I'm freaking out. I thought it was you. And then I saw it was somebody named Randy. It wasn't you. But yet she still ran to him. Like, she yeah. doesn't even know that Randy is the son. She ran all the way here to just say, oh, my God, I thought you were dead, but it wasn't you. See, Like, what do you say after that? Everything has got a weird angle to it. And he runs down. Of course, he runs to go see. This scene isn't that bad when you do have Randy covered in blood. He's all got the bandages and Janice is there. Oh, my God. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And he goes, get the hell out of here. Get Mm -hmm. away from my son. Again, I don't know that this would be the point. Well, what's really going to happen here should Janice now in this whole gang war. She's gonna want to take down everybody. Unfortunately, by the end of the issue, she can't take down or kill the guy that she wanted to, because we go off to him right now, and you do have Hammerhead. And in this play, you have this girl that we don't really know. And she's real, like interested. Oh, so this is her mask. Right then, you're like, okay, that's 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 not not a mask.
3: mask. Yeah. She ain't
0: dead. And the way that they have to finagle to say why she's back, nobody will really care nobody's going to be on that trail of oh my god because this is what happened you end up where Hammerhead was going to Janice and Randy's wedding in the meantime he hooks up with this girl there but in the meantime she has actually switched places with this other girl to then have that girl get killed as Madame Mask for her to take this other girl's deal
3: Mm -hmm.
0: it's not it's, it's so convoluted to get to where you're going Just to reveal, oh ha ha, Madame Mask never did get killed. They killed an innocent woman. It wasn't Madame Mask. To get there though, and we talked about this, you you do get where Hammerhead ends up like slapping her around way over the tossing her only and we thought like, ooh, that's something you usually don't see. But because it ends up being Madame Mask who then uses that little bit of a distraction because when he slaps her and throws her down, he turns his head. He's pouring a drink. She suddenly grabs, I don't know where, but a adamantium femur, which looks like a bat, and just starts pounding
3: him over the head. (laughs) Looks like he's dead. It's a cool scene because you do get to see her take vengeance on him, which is pretty cool. But, I mean, and even so much as, look what he's wearing. He takes his shirt off and he's wearing one of those uh, wife beater shirts. He's got the wife beater shirt on. Yeah. And he's there. So she hits him over the head as Janice
0: comes in the window looking for revenge. <laughs> and then this girl, who then reveals herself to be Madame Mask says, Oh, I already took care of that while she's taking out her boob pads mm-hmm. that somehow she thought she needed because then you see her again. Does it doesn't look like there's any change in any no. chest area. It's very odd to even see that. And it's just a play of her, like, did you, like, is that, like, supposed to be clever? I don't know. But she's like, oh, it's me, Madam Mask. I got the mask back. Here I am. And it's time to, to wage war on everyone. And then Janice is like, oh, my God, you, you can't do that. Randy was shot I came to do this, that. And the other thing, she's like, oh, I know. I know everything. He told me everything. But, again, it's this gang war stuff, like, she knows now what Mr. Negative like. It just doesn't really, I don't know. It just doesn't feel as big as what. It seems like everybody is saying and now we just have gang gang where everybody's in the street just fighting in that you'll have in the Luke Cage book that we'll be doing next. That play of it's going to end up where they're going to have the fist law have to be repealed because there's too many gang things going on in these villains in the streets. But, yeah, at the end, you do have Spider-Man go to talk to and see Randy, but talk to Robbie. Robbie says, get out there and do what you got to do. Be a hero. And then the whole city's on fire <laughs> It's exploding Everybody's kicking each other's butt And we end with pretty much Madame Mask laughing And she wants to have war And Fisk wants to, you know Maybe go and help out And he says, I'm going to get a team Go out and do this Spidey Do your thing But at the end, I'm mm-hmm, like yeah. It's just a lot of scenes Just thrown together Without much weight behind him As we keep saying This idea that you keep having This Fisk law brought up and And the idea of You know, this gang war and Janice and Tombstone. I just don't know that everything was set up well enough to give the story that feel that it is worthwhile or whatnot. And by the end of this first issue, I'm telling you, it feels like there's not much of a story overall, except, like I said, this law and bad guys doing their thing. And I don't know that that's going to be able to give you 20 some issues. This is a lot with the tie ins. But Mm what would what would you give this?
3: I'd give it a six point five. Just in general, yeah, I, think I think I'm a six. I think I'm a six. It just was a downer. I th- yeah. Some of the art's cool.
0: <laughs> yeah, I just when I went into it, I thought there was going to be something that would grab me of the like, oh my god, yeah, this will be cool. I want to see what happens here. But at this moment, it is just well. I hope they can stop him with that fist law still
3: out there. And oh, Randy, he got shot. All right. Nobody cares about the fist law. The city is on fire. Who cares about that? These books were never affected by it. They
0: really no. weren't. It was lip service at most. It was mentioned occasionally when we were reviewing things and going through all this stuff. We have joked multiple times of, well, why are they allowed to go out in their masks? And nobody's stopping them in their masks. Even the idea in, say, like an uncanny Spider-Man. You end up where Nightcrawler, Kurt, he decides that he wants to be Spider-Man, but he's being but they, yeah, he's, he's trying to get away from Sentinels. But yet he's allowed to go around with a mask on says it's just, everybody's Just done their own, and it's just I'm a six, you're a six, five, we'll see if it gets better But we'll go off right now to The first tie-in that we're going to Deal with, I just, I, I don't know I don't know, I don't <laughs> want to be so negative But it just feels like there's not a lot of Story, but we'll see right now And that next book is Gang War Luke Cage Number one, written by Rodney Barnes Art by Ramon F. Box Colors by Andrew and Letters by BC's Travis Lanham I like Rodney Barnes I like Philadelphia I think he's a really good writer I think that he doesn't have much to work with As we've already talked about But I don't know You get some comic booky fun things You also get a mention of the uh, Threats and Menace website podcast yeah. type deal That we always laugh about with Jay Jonah Who says at the point Because Luke is having a big press conference About, you know, all this stuff in the Fisk Law and all that How it, it, things are going to have to change that the NYPD can't really control or handle these sort of things and while he's trying to do this you do have jay jonah almost with a conspiracy theory of oh you're going to let all hell break loose so that they're forced to repeal the fisk law again i don't want to keep harping on the idea that we barely saw anything with this law even when you get later on where they're like Oh man, you could call him the Thunderbolts, but you can't do anything. I'm like, somebody's I, I want Luke to just deputize everybody. Like any mess, like, I right, here we go. We're gonna dare devil, Spider Man, me, all that, but he's yeah. gonna you know, you know what I mean? That that yeah, would be kind be of cool. a funny play. But in the meantime, with the idea of where the timing is or whatnot, it doesn't seem like the city is quite on fire yet and what's going down, but you do end up having Luke frustrated. About this whole law and does End up talking to Randy Because Randy ends up saying we have This protest going on we have a bunch Of followers out and about and whatnot. Seems like all of them are out And about they got the signs and things Like that but in the meantime you know Luke wants to stretch his legs a bit And do a little bit of knocking Some heads but also going to see His buddy Danny so he goes And pretends he's going to the bathroom Jumps off of this ledge and goes And runs out of there to go talk to former Iron Fist mm-hmm. Rand, So he goes to talk to him And I do like their I, I like the back and forth Between these two And we already said In the first deal All this You have Shang-Chi going on So maybe they'll be able To fight against each other He does end up saying Don't have the whole Iron Fist deal But I still know some Kung Fu Yeah it was still is, a black belt Yeah, Yeah it was kind of funny And the idea of Luke saying Well I'm also bulletproof With all this stuff going But It is that whole play that Luke's frustrated. He wants to end, you know, go out there and do some heroing stuff, but they can't because of the whole law. Though, again, I think that it's one thing to say the mask and really center on that because, you know, eh, just go out without a mask. You almost think it's that easy, but it's more the vigilante stuff. It's just. But that's always against the law. <laughs> that's the weird way. Being a vigilante
3: should always be against the law, but they don't want masks. But if you wear it, it's all weird. You're fighting crime, but you're not a police officer. That's a vigilante. Yeah. And that's a, usually against the law. So it always is. you don't
0: need a fist law. That's just with the mask. But, yet, you have, but you end up seeing, oh my God, there's breaking news. There's a bank robbery. And I thought that this was going to be more of a, oh my God, the city's on fire, more of a gang war deal. This just seems to be some, Guys that some thugs that have up the ante with some armor and some ammo, and they're gonna rob a bank, mm. and it felt weird, like, okay, I get it, I go we're gonna go, but this doesn't feel gang war. this just feels like oh right, a separate story with Luke, who's frustrated that he can't go and knock heads, but he does say, I'm gonna get out of here, I'm gonna go take care of this he 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 ends up leaving the bill. Which that made me laugh, actually And uh, yeah. as they go Even then, I, I, in a weird play, too This idea of, like, you see this cab driver When Luke jumps in and says I need to get to Midtown Fast Run I thought there was going to be something weird with that I thought nothing. there was some play It's nothing, it was just the cab driver going to, you know, run through lights So they get there and Luke gets out. I'm telling you, the guy that's driving the cab—pretty brave guy—drives right into a firefight, <laughs> like right next to it. Like the idea that these cops are there, pinned down behind the
3: car, and you end up seeing a cab just drive up
0: right yeah, next to them. It's kind of goofy, right? That cop car
3: is completely shot out. Look at the tires and the windows,
0: including the tire on their side. Yeah, like the idea that they're there. I mean, what's going on? And this He's just like, all right. I wonder if he gets the fare. I don't get paid enough for this. you know. Yeah, really. You would think you'd drop him off a block away. But he comes up and, again, I like what Luke does because, Luke, there's been scenes like this. He'll show up in a scene like this where everybody's crouched down. He doesn't need to. So he's just, like, standing there like, hey, guys, what's up? Like, oh, my God, these guys, they're there. They're pinning us down. Oh, my God. And then all of a sudden the police car blows up into the air pretty cool deal i mean he does and this isn't maybe the one they're behind because there's these others but luke just ends up punching it he punches it and i believe that the shrapnel that's left of the car may kill these police officers but that's just me and i love it they're like as they're bleeding out we're not bulletproof they just end up we don't have skin like you (laughs) but he ends up he punches them then he gets shot and it looks like at first like laser kind of deal, but they're gunshots, and it's a weird play because again you have that he can take all that he's bulletproof, and when he ends up ripping off his shirt in anger, he's mad because those bullets kind of did so; they kind yeah. of hurt. They're they dented them a little bit better. They dented them, and it's a weird play. But again, I think that Rodney Barnes is trying desperately to just give you something here. There's, there's a, it's a weird play. To set up the idea of this gang war And Luke's the mayor, he's gotta sneak Out, so that's already the deal You can't, so he at one Point sneaks out at a point that Seems like they're watching him go To the bathroom, and then he goes For like days, but in the (laughs) meantime You end up all this stuff Going on, I don't mind it, these guys Run then, luckily Because as Luke is about to take them Down, the one police officer he Saved comes and says, ah, if you do anything More I'm gonna have to arrest you and I'm like, okay, well, I'm good surprised luck. they didn't, yeah, I'm surprised they didn't arrest him for damaging the police car <laughs> that he punched. I'm like, really? And again, kind of silly overall for what we've seen, but I don't mind the way it's played out here. Like, unlike that the last issue, because Luke does end up acknowledging that this is ridiculous. He's like, what are you talking about? You can't do this. I just saved your ass. I ended up where, you know, you can't arrest me. And the guy says, Call in the thunderbolts, call in whatever, but you can't do this, and if you do, I'm gonna arrest you. In the meantime, it does look like not just running, I believe those guys they were fighting, because the cops now are just standing up mm-hmm. like next to Luke. Those guys they were fighting, they're just standing around the background, maybe loading up the money into the van and leaving. So laughing. Play. Like do you see them in the background, like, yeah. why aren't they shooting the police again? I know they can't <laughs> shoot Luke, but the other guys are just standing up. Why aren't the police shooting at them? It just everybody goes along and hey, like, go to your business. And then they end it. But this really frustrates Luke, who, you know, wants to figure out what is going on. These are special bullets. I don't understand it. These are and they say it's like adamantium. What would be the deal? And now we're going to go, which I don't know. It, a lot of this feels like a little bit of filler. You end up where Luke goes to St. Albans, Queens. To talk to his man Hanson Holmes As you would know what these are If this was years ago I think you did it What's going on to have this guy Say well you know a lot of Big guns and weapons are coming into town Now that fist flaw is a thing <laughs> Alright <I>, it, it's <laughs> one Of those things that when you do play these Things out it happened with Gotham War in the DC Side of things yeah. the idea you wonder what the Police are actually doing you see them there Fighting these guys and Yeah they have Animanium bullets and whatnot. But, you know, what What gives? Because now it's like everything's coming in New York City. Oh my God. And then just, it seems out of the blue. You end up having the Sanson Holmes say, I recognize this. This looks like something <laughs> that Alastair Smythe would do. Oh, you mean the spider killer? That's him. All right, I'll go check him out. While this is going on, so Luke keeps random. getting calls. Yeah, it's very rad. Like, it's detective work, but done in the way that it isn't. It's just, Finding the next fact that's going to be just handed to you, there's no real feel of struggling with finding out who or what is going on. So you end up, while that's going on, you end up where Luke's getting frustrated because they're calling him about mayor stuff like Mm -hmm. dog walks (laughs) and potholes and, and things like that. When you think of it as the gang war, again, not really started completely, but That people aren't going to be worried about dog walks In just a little bit when the city's on fire But maybe, maybe they're going to worry about potholes Like they are, but it just shows you Again that he has that mayor duty That he's got to do, but that's kind of Annoying and that's not superhero Stuff that he kind of Wants to do again, especially To take down some of these jerks So he ends up paying Old Hanson Holmes and he Okay, Alistair Smythe, that's the big Deal, he's not going to go right after him Because he wants to gather a team but he also thinks, you know, in my mind, all right, well, there's a law against masks and costumes, so I better go get a new costume. <laughs> I thought he was going to get something without, without a mask, but he, he actually gets
3: one. Just clearly breaking the law. Yeah, he doesn't care.
0: I mean, like before he had a headband. Now he's just getting full out Shaquille O'Neal steel movie costume. Where he goes, <laughs> it looks badass, but still, I'm like, that just looks like Shaquille's steel outfit. He goes then to Miss Estelle. Hey, you, you still making costumes? Can you make me one? Yeah, give me a couple hours. I'll put this together. I used to like your headband. Get this play now. Me and you were talking. This is such a, a little thing, but Luke has been talking on the phone this whole time. He's been calling, mm-hmm. and he says that while he is waiting for the costume, he is going to work on some mayor stuff, B-
3: budget stuff.
0: Yeah, yeah. I'm going to work on the budget on my phone. But then says to do that he needs Wi-Fi, which it, it shouldn't. He has service. You already saw. He doesn't say anything like, "Oh man, service is bad out here" or anything, which would be silly, silly in New York. But it's only for a joke. He says, "I need your Wi-Fi to do this. What's your password?" And she says, "It's reelect Fisk, two thousand twenty-six. Just for." And I thought it was like really, and she was like, "No, no, no. It's actually Luke Cage rules or something." But no, no, that's the yeah. password. It's really long.
3: There's no way this lady who likes Luke Cage has known him his whole life is gonna have that as her password. And would have
0: that just out of like, I'd love it if she runs quickly to change it to that to just dig into him. That'd be fun. But that's it, like really. And then she's she gives him the costume later when he does get the costume, and he's like, "How does it look? Looks pretty good. Good enough to change that password? Well, we'll see how things shake out. And then he's gonna go off, and he's gonna go off to search out alistair Smythe. so he goes to his you know warehouse deal he rips the doorknob off of the door he goes in and there's a bunch of soldiers that and it's cool it looks really neat pretty cool action going on he's busting heads he gets knocked through a wall and then he the soldiers just kind of move on and then it's weird he says this is weird They don't care about a guy. Well, they did care when you were there, you were fighting them. But now they don't because you're out of their periphery. It's weird. But then you see Smythe, again, if people didn't know him, when you see him, you're going to be like, oh, crap. Like, look at him because he is. Can't uh,
3: forget that guy.
0: He's a monstrosity. He is. And it even shows you, like, at one point, I thought he was dead. Well, no, he isn't. It's clone conspiracy stuff. And it's, you know, digging deep into something. It's pretty deep. it feels weird too. It feels mm-hmm. odd to just throw him in here, but we'll see how it goes. Uh, But he's watching this. He's saying he wants to take down the spider characters, which he does, and he's talking crap while he's looking at Luke. But he'll have to figure that out. And again, he's just the evil guy in this. He's going to be the a guy Spider-Man behind the villain, scenes.
3: and this is a Spider-Man event, so yeah, it's, it's okay. And it ends up where
0: he is manufacturing kind of these kind of. Soulless clone type deals So now you can also You know pretty much rip some people apart Not Mm -hmm. care about anything and you do end up In Hell's Kitchen and Cloak and Dagger are there and this Is where when Luke got his custom On he wants to go form a team Again this is why I think I like this More than that first part that First strike deal because that was Really there to kind of okay here's the Lay of the land here's what we're Playing with and I didn't really love Anything that we're playing with but when we get into this, I'm like, it's a comic book deal. Luke Cage is forming an underground covert ops kind of team with Cloak and Dagger. To start with, I'm like, I, I like that. <laughs> that sounds cool. And I think that you might have some fun with it while you end up where Luke is just like, I love the idea where Luke is going around, but I actually have him on on camera. On the news, and he'll just keep denying that's him when it's obviously <laughs> it's him. So I mean, he's so huge and going, it'll make me laugh. But Cloak and Dagger, they have come up, even I mentioned that Uncanny Spider Man earlier. Mm-hmm. And they've come up in that, and I always like seeing them. And they're there, you know, busting heads. And that's the way that you can play out where Cloak is going to end up consuming these guys, but they don't have any souls. So it ends up where they don't have fear, they don't have souls, something's not right. And that's where Luke comes in and says, Hey, it's because. You can't have fear without a soul, and these men aren't what they seem to be. You, you're not given a full explanation of what's going on, but you kind of play. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. And, and now you also, again, if you're going to play the game of, hey, they're bringing the animanium bullets into New York, that's one thing. Add some you know, more stakes to it with these kind of soldiers of what maybe Alistair's doing, It ups the ante. It's kind of cool. And it it makes you want to, okay, we got to take this down. And it also allows Luke to just smash these guys' heads, you know, together to just demolish them because they're not really people with souls. But when they do go, it does look like possibly they, like, are they robots? Like, they never say it.
3: I think they're robots because uh, Smythe makes spider slayers. So they're, they're usually robots. Yeah, exactly. So I think that that's what it
0: is as well. So it's a weird play to not mention it, but they end up having that, and then are those the same guys that were robbing the bank earlier? They look similar. Yeah, might be actually. Now that you say it, because they would have the weapons. They they just I like too, when these others like run, like they just take off and they say, "Hey," I, and Luke says, "I love the city. I want to get rid of all this nonsense." This again, this isn't the idea of hey. Dagger I want you to join me because I Heard that Al is making a move On the crime master This is separate it's its own little thing With Smythe and I kind of like that so Mm -hmm. You end up where some might be annoyed But I don't think it's bad because It is comic booky and then at the End you end up having You know Dagger say hey your phone's ringing He's like yep just let me enjoy the Thing because he had this big giant like And we're going to take this city back And we're going to defend it you guys in We're in he has this big hero moment and then it is interrupted in a funny way by probably somebody calling about potholes or mm-hmm. dog runs again. He doesn't want to ruin it. So I think that I like this a little more now that we talked about it. When I first read it, uh, I was like, Oh, we need, yeah. Hey, you get Luke Cage. And I, I, I think maybe I could just look at this as I know it's a gang war time, but let me get some Luke Cage action. He's making a team. So that's cool. So. What would you give it?
3: I'd give this one a full point higher than the other ones. So seven point five for me. I, I think the art the art's pretty good. Like I have never seen this artist before, and I'm not that familiar with yeah, the writer. But good. I think some of the dialogue is good. And Rodney
0: Barnes is good. Yeah, I, I really like Philadelphia a lot. It's like a really, really good book. Better than even this, but yeah, yeah. I, but I'm a 7.5 as well. So I'm like a point and a half up. Yeah, cool. we talked about it. Yeah, because you get some fun and some action. See, mm-hmm. I, I don't want to hate on everything, but. Uh, I just don't know why this gang War when we were going and it would have been a Funny play to kind of ask a bunch Of people like oh well what do you think With everything that was set up what do you think this Gang war is going to be about and most I mean what would you say oh it'd be the Bad guys fighting each other but nothing was Really set up to make It feel like you needed an event To deal with it you know what I'm no, saying like no, You're having an all. event for event's sake A crossover for crossover's sake It was nothing that we ever thought Oh man, reading Miles and Spider-Man and this and that. We really need a big, giant crossover to really hash this out and get it done. It just feels so artificial. It feels so forced, which most do, but overall, yeah, you know, I like this a little better. Maybe this is one of those things that will like the tie-ins more. Yeah, than maybe. The actual big so far, because we'll get characters. I'd rather read a book with Luke Cage knocking heads than a book with Hammerhead getting hit by a Adam femur by the returning Madame Mask. Is That's just me, but that's mm-hmm. how I play it But that is that, so we're going to move on Probably with more gang war There's going to be a lot of gang war stuff So we'll move on to the next book And moving on to another gang war book I'm here with my man Zach What up Zach? What's up Jim? What up, and we have Spider Woman Spider Woman number one It is a gang war tie-in But gang war hasn't really started much yet So we're kind of just going to go into this And it's kind of an odd one. It's an odd one where you're dealing more about Jessica Drew and the ramifications of what happened in the Dan Slott Spider-Man book and how when all of that came about, she was severed from the web of life. She came back, but her son didn't come back with her. So she seems to be the only one who remembers that she even had a son. And I guess this whole play is like a, a mini that's even beyond just this gang war. It's a weird play to start off in gang war and then it might go on a little longer, whatever the case might be. Seems like it's going to really, you know, deal with that play of her son. It's funny because I asked Zach to do this with me. No sort of background. With Jessica Drews.
1: I know of her, but I know nothing about her. Yeah,
0: so when you get into this, I don't know that it's really new user friendly, especially dealing with the idea of, oh my god, I can't, you know, nobody remembers my son. Well, if you don't know the character, then you're not really going to get the oomph from that. And if a lot of people, and again, a lot of people that I talk to don't really love Dan Slott, probably didn't read the Spider-Man book that this kind of came from. So, It's kind of a weird little niche deal, but I didn't mind it. I didn't think it was horrible. It's just not enough happens in it to really say that it's horrible. We'll have to see how it goes forward, but we'll see what you and I think of it in a second. I'll give you the credits. It is Spider-Woman number one, written by Steve Fox, art by Carola Borelli, uh, colors by Priano, letters by V.C. Josephino. Because it's such a kind of a weird jumping in deal, I will read the previously says, recently, Spider-Woman, a.k.a. Jessica Drew, has severed, was severed from the web of life by a special dagger that unraveled her life and caused her to slowly be forgotten as though she'd never existed. And if you didn't know, it was a possessed Spider-Man Noir that did that, which I was so upset when it did happen. I did read the story this comes from, but I was so upset, like, oh, man, I like Spider-Man Noir. And then he went and done that. But he was possessed. Fortunately, her friends and fellow Spider-People were able to mend the web of life and bring back Spider-Woman before she disappeared forever. But she didn't quite return to the life she left. Something very important still missing. It's her son, Gerald. Now, in this whole play, after we get a map of the gang war that really doesn't play into this issue, you end up where one of the things that did come back from all of that was Spider-Boy. And I'm wondering if there is one of those plays, if it's like a tit-for-tat if this person comes back, that person can't, whatever. We'll have to see how this all Evolves but for now if you're here Fully gang war And you want to know do I need to Read this first issue to know Not really this is going to be for Jessica fans this is going to be For Spider-Woman fans that will want to Continue and find out if they can Find Gerald but even then I'm not So sure that Spider-Woman Fans will even like it's very odd It's kind of I said that it it wasn't bad I found it a bit generic Uh, Again though you're jumping into it Without any sort of background with Jessica But you said to me Before we recorded that you needed to do Research to even get what they were Talking this was not like it was like okay This will be good for new readers it'll Introduce you to what's going on now I'll give you One thing that I told you right before When Jessica shows up it's Almost like you know the whole it'll be A nursery rhyme when Jessica Drew shows up Hydra is soon To follow because (laughs) that's her big Thing that's the and it doesn't matter if Hydra hasn't been around for a while It doesn't matter if Hydra ends up Being nothing, they will show up In some way, and they do here This play yep. of trying to get this Weird connection to Diamondback Being kind of like Led by, yeah. or
1: They, they want to join the gang war, why? <laughs> Again, you
0: have some weird plays Where, yeah, Hydra out of nowhere Is like, well, we've kind of been down and out We're nothing now, but boy, it'd be pretty cool To get in that gang war, and that seems To be like, that's the really thin excuse for what i think a lot of these tie-ins will be and I'll, I'll reiterate what i said earlier on in our first strike the whole gang war first strike you are really basing this gang war it's a it's a foundation of sand you're, you're really basing it on a lot of things that weren't set up or a lot of things that were ignored by most of the books specifically the whole Deal of Fisk's, you know, Fisk law where you can't have masks, no vigilantes. You're never going to be able to follow that in the regular books anyway, because then you don't have books. And that's been going on for too long. But even in something like this, where you're just going to say gang war and then grab a bunch of bad guys to say, oh, I want to get involved in gang war. And that's what this is. So there's like really loose ways of getting involved. That's kind of paper thin in my mind. But when we get into it, like, said about maybe the luke cage book this week maybe if you kind of push that gang war idea aside and just go with okay i'm gonna use this as just hey let's have a spider woman comic it's like we said kind of basic but it's still not bad And you, you end up where jessica is going around and she is trying to find hydra she ends up going and she's really pissed off as she would be because her son she thinks that they're involved she wants to find out all these things going down And she has a, you know, fight with Armadillo. It's okay. You know, I mean, you get some action. She fights Armadillo. You see that she has, you know, the Venom Punch deal and says, hey, I want to know what's going on. Do you know? And he says, Armadillo's like, I'm not that bad a guy. You know, I ended up dealing with these bad guys for, you know, a hot minute, but I'm not like them. I'm not that bad. You don't really get much here. You actually don't really get anything at all. But you have a fight and you get to see some things, the lay of the land and things like that. But we then move to Diamondback, who is going into a facility to meet up with Hydra. I think that at this point, I don't know that I brand any coats or lab, anything Hydra. Like, just get rid of the thing. I mean, you're, you're laying low. I think that what they should be doing fully is using that to their advantage. You know, the idea of, hey, nobody really thinks we're doing anything, whatnot, but you have to have it, I guess, for the deal. But you have Diamondback come in, and they're talking about, you know, the, the whole play of these drugs and the things going out in the formula, and it's okay. Again, nothing's really set up very well to, like, did you get, like, all you get from this is pretty much, okay, Diamondback's teaming up with Hydra. They have yeah. these drugs that are going out. They end up, you know, pretty much enhancing you. And then move on There's really not much more of that But I'll I'll even give it to you then Because then you get Jessica going back to her apartment And this is where she's upset She she remembers her son Gerald Nobody else does She thinks something's missing Where is it? Oh my god And she's trying to figure that out When Captain Marvel comes
3: in
1: Yeah, our gal Captain Marvel Yeah
0: Yeah, Yeah. And, and dressed up in her new outfit doesn't yeah. seem to be full-out band stuff with doesn't Yuna. Doesn't mention Yuna at all. No, so it doesn't really tie in anything with the current series, which some people might say that's fine with them. Maybe they're not reading that, but it is weird to have the new outfit and not even mention anything. But she just comes in and says, hey, what's going on? And Jessica's like, well, you know, is there anything that seems to be missing? Is there anything that you, you see Because she says even before, and at one point, I thought how they were playing this was that she knew something was missing, but didn't know what it was. You know what I mean? Like, it was nagging at her. But then at one point, she says, I knew I wasn't crazy. My baby, my baby boy, I'm going to find my baby. Like, she actually realizes that that's what's gone, that he's gone. But then, like, kind of beats around the bush a bit. And doesn't come out, you know, to Carol, like, what's going on? But really, this is just Carol to show up and say, hey, everybody, I'm best friends with Jessica. I'll be here going and, you know, if something happens, get a hold of me. So you have that again, though, if you're going by the Alyssa Wong book that just started. Carol better talk really quick because she's going to be going back to that negative zone quick.
1: No, no, she she has time to talk to uh, that lady afterwards.
0: Yeah, I'm telling you, this is not even going to play with any of that. So I don't know how they're going to play overall. It just doesn't tie in at all. But, yeah, they're just talking. They're going and then yeah, she goes off because this is the play where Carol shows up and says that, Hey Jessica, people said that you were acting weird. She's like, No, 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 I think I'm missing and I'm missing something. Is anything I love the idea where she's like, Do you can you think of anything that I'm missing? And then Tred like push her stomach out to pretend she's pregnant. It was very odd. Like she like they're playing charades.
1: She she might as well have just like cradled, like, you know, like after she had a baby. You notice anything missing? It was weird as if they
0: played this game like she's not allowed to say it, but if somebody else says it, you know what I mean, it's felt really weird. Well, she, like, she
1: might not want to sound crazy, but at the same time it's also like you just came back from existence or whatever. So like Yeah, the, the yeah. thing here's the it's such a
0: weird play. It's almost like a flashpoint. Actually, when we were talking about it when it came out, I kind of said when it ended up happening cuz you're you're pretty much stitching back Existence you're stitching back the web of Life so when you come back people kind Of know you you know you're there You're fine and it's just that she was Missing her son such a weird play With that web of life but when she goes Over that's Madame web that Carol goes over and this whole play Again seemed like this hey You go and you know run in and see Everybody's like beating around the Bush like everybody's not coming out Jessica should say because Again they're superheroes if Jessica Says listen this might sound crazy, but I, I have a son and he's missing now when I came back after being said, you might kind of get the idea where Carol's like, yeah, I've been through some wacky stuff, too. Let's figure out what's going on. But when you go over there, Madam Web's just like standing on the opposite side, like stalking from, you know, across the street felt weird, too, about the idea of, yeah, she is acting a little strange. And then Madam Webb says, I'll shadow her, you know, and you have your own threads to follow. When you get Madame Web and things like that, you're, you're going to get everything kind of tying into web puns and things, it seems. So she says, all right, well, we'll see how it is. And says, the web has endured much, but we thought it repaired. We thought all that is lost had been restored. But there's still something missing, as if Madame Web said to, to Carol, go and see what might be missing. But yet nobody wants to say it. out. Know? <laughs> it's very odd. Then you get yeah. the web. And that's a pretty good representation there. Of that where the web has been stitched together But there is that space there For Gerald which is a big thing But I don't know it seems so big That you wouldn't have Jessica get involved With anything else but this Or have Jessica go to Madame Web Or have it just feels weird that You know we establish this What we're going to have but then she kind of Moves forward to go and you know kick some butt And go and try to take down Diamondback because he's there with his Drugs and in my mind This doesn't connect this doesn't Make it feel like she thinks that Diamondback's involved in this this is just another Thing and I don't know she always has That thing going with Hydra though so she Ends up watching and there's You know Diamondback and he's Talking his game he's like hey everybody We got this new drug we're gonna take it out The new and improved Diamond and you Go out give it to everybody I like That at one point when they were talking with Hydra They're like listen it's really like A bad business type deal to have A drug that people always die from So we kind of got rid of a lot of the lethal parts of it now people just like it and it's so it's okay. you end up where they're going to take it and they're able to kind of get enhanced like i said it, it, it's weird they don't really spell it out fully it's just like hey you go take it whatever again when we're reading this and you're going through it this part again doesn't really need to be like oh i don't understand because of jessica but it's okay. I mean, I gonna be a, did you enjoy it? or uh, It's uh, just like a generic superhero type deal, right?
1: We need her to go up against Diamondback because he's part of the gang war. And somehow you got to get Jessica involved. And said, what, just have spider you, you do it anyway. You have Spider-Man show up at the end. Be like, I need your help against Diamondback. That should have just been the start of the issue.
0: Yeah, I think that what they should have done... And here's the thing If this is And it seems to be Like I said Maybe a mini When I first saw it announced It was announced as a series But maybe it is Even if it's five issue mini Why tie it in at the beginning To an event Where when people start to pick And choose the books There's already a bunch of books And you're going to be like Well I don't really need You know But if you have it as a solo issue Then maybe the fans of Jessica But I think that you're You're playing a weird game the devil's hand here because again if you're a jessica jones or jessica drew fan you might be like well i'm not into this whole gang where i'm not buying anything else so i'll just skip that and see what I-. it's a weird play to tie yeah. it to start because like you said in this i think that the most interesting thing is her trying to find her son gerald
1: yeah that's, that's what i was interested in
0: you know kicking diamond back in the face and then gets attacked by green mamba <laughs> this crazy hydra deal again everything feels like it's like basic generic 101 super it's not bad again because you're getting no, your super action but it's nothing that i'm gonna sit there and be wowed by because it's kind of generic yeah. <laughs> i like seeing jessica and she's fighting this green mamba ends up punching him and you think that he's done and then he comes back i'm like all right now we're just padding pages here i really the fight just stops Starts up again, like the the whole deal. They live the Rowdy Rowdy Piper movie where that fight lasted forever. But you end up where the big fight goes. She gets thrown into what I don't even like a weird deal that looks like it breaks and electrocutes her. And I wasn't sure what that was.
1: No, I I could not tell you. And she ends up. It's like on the
0: wall. She ends up, it kind of breaks And then I thought, well, maybe the art was But then you see it later broken behind her But I don't know what it was So all this going on And yeah, you end up where, okay, what are we going to do? Because Green Mamba Has thrown Jessica There's this electrical deal She kind of seems like she might pass out And then Diamondback goes Oh, everybody here You can beat her up, but don't kill her I don't want her dead Because I don't want her dead but what? you could beat her up. I'm like, what? And the so filler. then, yeah, these people then take this diamond drug. They seem to get enhanced, and then you don't even
1: show the fight. I know. I got so mad at that.
0: She's like five oh, It's a classic five on one. Sucks to, be, to you. be you. Three minutes later, and they're all. Go- Why? Like that Why? is again another bit of. It feels like filler or padding. It's very odd. Again, it it doesn't break the issue, but it's just weird and. She gets some samples of this diamond Goes off then to then Kind of put that aside to go talk to Spider-Man who's there and says Hey uh, what's up What are you doing hey and oh this gang War is happening like that's the end the gang War tie-in is the last page of Basically the gangs are about to War you get it it's a gang War and I might need your Help they're going to overrun the city Will you be able To help me and I thought to myself okay At this point Jessica's son, Gerald, he's missing. She doesn't know what happened. He didn't come back, right? Then you get Diamond back, who she's fighting in this drug and whatnot. Now Spider-Man's like, hey, by the way, I want you to do this. I think she's got a lot going on. At least she ties it into as long as I can get Diamond back. But I'm like, I I think you might want to go and look for Gerald and see what happened there. But it's kind of a weird, again, it feels like a story that they want to tell with Gerald, but then they have to wrap it into the gang were, so there you go She says, yeah, as long as I get Diamondback So she's just going to do the same thing that she was going to do Just the idea that she might get some extra credit then from Spidey for doing it <laughs> That it's very oh. odd Again, spider somebody, unlike Carol, unlike Captain Marvel Spidey knows what the deal is And in fact, he got stabbed too So the idea where if she's going to go to somebody about Gerald, If she's going to talk... You might yeah, you want to push the best friend Carol deal, but Spider-Man really would know a lot more about that and maybe, you know, you should have done that, but they're busy with the gang war that doesn't seem to have started yet in this. This is kind of the play that we had in the Luke Cage book too where it hasn't quite started but everybody knows it's brewing, let's see what's going to go on. This is a cool page at the end. I mean, the art's okay and the overall story like I said, it might be very basic, but it sets up a couple things that people who like Jessica might be into. Um, but overall, it's just a weird issue. It's a weird yeah. kind of basic issue. Um, what would you give it?
1: I'm just going to give it a normal five. I mean, I, I mean, to me, it's very basic, very generic, but also convoluted because if you have no clue who Jessica Drew is, yeah, you're going to be a
0: problem. I'm actually yeah. a seven because of that. That I oh, end up okay. with Well, it's tying into the thing that I've read recently okay. with her, and I'm like, okay, well, let's see. And the art's okay. Again, though, yeah. that's a seven with a very like asterisk of it's generic. You're not gonna get wowed by this. This is a basic thing. But if you like Jessica and know Jessica, it works out a lot better. It's a weird play of not wanting to really ease people in, at least have some sort of mention of the character, what she's all about, what's going on. Maybe even have a page where you could have a spread page, which you can have a little bit origin deal, and then also what happened in the Spider-Man book with the Web of Life and that whole deal. And maybe that could have gotten you on board more. Maybe that could have yeah. gotten you like, okay, I kind of get this. And even the idea of like you went to do research, right?
1: Yeah, hey, yeah, I went. There's I there's
0: no hints of really a lot of like a lot of this just is boom at you. There's not a ton of hints of where to go. You just start having to look up. Well, when was the last time she showed up? Okay, that sounds like that would be right. Things like that. Because when you first messaged me, I had to even think, and I'm like, well, maybe that's the series. The co- uh, No, no, it's all the, The Dan Slott stuff they're going with, so it's weird. It's a weird play.
1: Well, I I will say that when I finally did the research, my uh, enjoyment of it did go up. But the problem is, if you're a first-time reader, if you're checking out because of Gang War, or even if you haven't kept up with what happened with Dan Slott, like you said, if you're not a Dan Slott fan, you have no idea what happened with her. So, I mean, that's what I'm basing my five off of. And,
0: yeah, and really the big... Most important thing, the wild thing in this is Gerald being missing and you wouldn't know what that really meant. You wouldn't understand really what that meant, even if you could have played the idea when Carol goes and talks to Madame Webb. You could have Madame Webb actually explain it a tiny bit more, but again, that if there's this big mystery, it's just Yeah. Eh, it's weird. It's <sighs> a weird setup, it really is. It's a weird play. But I'm I'm a little more positive. We'll see how it goes. But maybe yeah. by the end of this you'll be a huge Jessica. Drew fan, you'll be a big Spider Woman fan. I'll say this:
1: at least he didn't turn me off to the character. He got me to do the research, but I mean, like, how many people will have the same dedication?
0: Yeah, well, most people, if they go and well, if you buy, it's one thing, but most people, you don't want to do research to like a generic issue. But we'll see. We'll see what people say. But we're gonna move on now to a couple weird books that don't involve the whole gang war, don't involve really continuity. So we'll go off to those right about now. And I'm here with my man, Gray. What up, Greg? Hey, Jim. How's it going with you today? Uh, lovely. I hope that you're ganky there in Japan as we are going to talk about two books, one better than the other, I would say. But one, actually, the one we're starting with, Predator versus Wolverine, we will head to Japan in the book as well. So we'll be around your neck of the woods. But this is Predator versus Wolverine number one written by Ben Percy, art by Ken Lashley in the present day, Hayden Sherman in The Weapon X, and Kai Zama in the Mara Musa or Mura Masa era. I, I reversed that for some reason. Colors by Juan Fernandez, present day, and Alex Humeras of the others. And you have VCs, Corey Petit, on the letters. Remember the last issue, me and you really did enjoy it a lot more. I didn't love the first issue. I thought that it was that slower kind of prey pace. Same, same idea. I with me, like yeah. the Predator, like original Predator. And when we got the whole T Max weapon, then you started getting the feel. And even we were playing the joke of, like, oh my God, Sabretooth, he's like Jesse the Body. You know, it was really fun. It
2: was me. really good. It was a lot of fun, wasn't it?
0: It was really good art as well. Yeah. So when we get into this, the end of that was that the Predator had just. Walked upon Wolverine, Wolverine the Weapon X deal, he's in that bath with all the wires connected to him, so he didn't know what was going to happen. I didn't quite think that he was going to, you know, do like a autopsy while Wolverine was still living, I know and also pour acid you. on his yes. face. My <laughs> like, God. I- It was crazy. And so when that happens, you're just waiting to see, like, what is he doing? And it, it makes sense. The Predator has been tracking Wolverine. The whole play of this is tracking him through time, through all these things going on. And so he is learning as Wolverine's learning. And you end up where Wolverine just ends up attacking. He does wake up with a skull. Now, I say all that. We really do start. I just wanted to point out that's where we left off last issue. We do start, though, and the idea of jumping through time in this book, it it doesn't throw me off as if I'm confused. It throws me off with the pacing of it, just like me getting involved in it. Like I'm like, oh, my God, this is pretty cool. And then we switch to another scene. And it works out because, like I said, you're going to jump back and forth to see both Wolverine and Predator learning about each other. The big problem with Wolverine, as he says in this, is that his mind's a little gummy; he gets things erased, so he seems to be at a bit of a disadvantage when it comes to learning about who you're fighting. But in the present day, they're they're continuing that fight. Wolverine was underwater; he's trapped. He's going, and you get this narration about Wolverine talking about, you know, how it works with with these hunters and how you end up. Is is it the gear or is it the fighting abilities? Things like that. It's okay it's very bloody i mean yeah have a lot of blood going
2: yeah does he cut himself i couldn't work that out and then to like hide himself with the blood yeah it himself. seems like
0: that's the deal like almost like with the mud in the deal but th- it's yeah. not as good because again predator kind of can sense things and he has that better thing but he's you know trying to mess with this tech with it and then when the predator goes down to see where wolverine was he's not there anymore and then we kind of stop and When we go back to the Weapon X facility in the past, that's where we end up seeing that end of the last issue. And again, it's it's a bit disjointed because you're going to go from here. We're going to get the present. We're going to get the near present. We're going to, in this issue, go to Japan. We're going to do a lot of things. And I don't know if it would have been better just straightforward as you see the progression of them learning. I, I feel like the jumping through time in different ways is trying to fancy it up a bit. It to try to make it, like, I don't know, to, to too make much it more exciting, but it, it, it throws me off a bit because, again, you end up at that Weapon X deal where, where Wolverine does wake up as, you know, right before the acid just destroys his whole face. I mean, his whole head is just disintegrated and he's just the adamantium skull
2: what does it remind you of that it reminds me of something that image like just that, yeah that adamantium skull and his body's still intact it looks, looks like terminator a <laughs> little like you it know the whole
0: play. it's very odd and again that works for me but you have this deal here where the predator is there and he's not necessarily there to kill him just for that he actually grabs him as a trophy but i wonder why He doesn't just really just cut off his head. That's what he should do. Yeah. You can't really have that or we have problems. So he hauls Wolverine's body off to a ship. It becomes uncloaked. The art's really good. And you see all these different trophies, all these things as Wolverine and the narration is talking about, you know, rich people who go out and they end up shooting big game and they think they're great and they have trophies, things like that. I'm not saying the predator is like that. He's a little bit different, but he's there and seems to think that he has taken Wolverine in and the fight's over. It it kind of throws me a bit because I don't think that's how Predator would be. I think that he would have just taken his head off, right? Yeah, he would have done. Does he not know that Wolverine can regenerate? You just mustn't realize. You wonder what he knows about humans, what he knows about things, because it's been quite some time. He's lived a long time with this as well as Wolverine. But he might realize he has a healing factor, at least from what yeah, they've gone surely. through. But again, he wants a trophy. Why would he bring the whole body and just lay it down there and then... Plot armor, Jimmy. plot armor, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it is. So he ends up and he's going to heal up. He takes off his ear. He takes off his mask, which is kind of important. And then the government was alerted that somebody had broken in the Weapon X facility. So they come in. These poor guys... They don't stand a chance. At least the one guy, he ends up just getting blown up. Uh, Weathers, which is a wink-wink. I didn't even think of that before. They end up losing Weathers. I'm sure first name Carl. Carl Weathers, yes. The government doesn't understand this is alien. They're like, is it Russian? Is it Chinese? Where are they headed? And the guy's like, they're heading to the damn moon and then they pull him off. I mean, this guy starts missling the deal, but it's not really doing anything. And I think that when we get the whole adamantium skull head wolverine and why we have that is so we can get a cool picture of wolverine waking up with a half of a flesh face with the other half adamantium pissed off it is pretty cool jim yeah it's a cracking scene he end up where he's talking about that as this is being done he's thinking back on this as we've had this whole deal and he doesn't like Hey I don't really know what happened But I end up I look through a lot Of footage government likes To film things we have this going on And I think I might Have ripped a hole in The side of a spaceship and jumped out And that's what you see happens you know They end up getting hit by missiles and things Like that but really what happens here Is he just rips open the Side of the predators you know Ride not very nice he's Gonna have to pimp his ride now but he ends up And then jumping out now Recently, a lot of people have been up in arms because of Chip Zdarsky and what he did with Batman jumping off the moon, right? Jump off that. But that's Batman. This is Wolverine. Wolverine, you know, you can think can end up jumping out of a spaceship in space and then going and landing. He's going to end up healing, but he ends up going and just. But boom hits and makes this huge crater.
2: I love the art as well, Jim. Showing him like coming down like a, like a comet almost, isn't it? Like a, like a meteorite. That's a great progression of panels. Yeah,
0: and they're like, okay, we see something falling. We go, and you end up seeing that they not only grabbed up Wolverine, but they also grabbed the Predator mask that that he took off. We saw him take it off. That came out when you know Wolverine breached the hall. So they picked that up, and that's where you get Professor Thornton. And in this, again, little. Elf's world's kind of wink-wink deal, but I kind of really like this part where Professor Thornton then used the tech in the Predator mask to then improve the things they were doing in their mind, improve the things they're doing to Wolverine. And it plays off, I said before we started recording, it plays off that classic of when you have like Area 51 stuff. Oh, the aliens did crash. Reverse engineering the alien tech. All the tech, like leaps and bounds from that point yeah, that's one that's of the arguments that the conspiracy theorists say like why did we suddenly jump leaps and bounds in the tech unfortunately for wolverine this isn't exactly like making a microwave oven this is just making him worse and worse <laughs> and worse but it is. i like that play again of they are facing off throughout these times and now you have that point where Wolverine's kind of catching up or at least learning a lot from this whole play and is going to know some of the things that the Predator does even if it's not like, okay, it might be subconscious, it might be just in this programming, but he's definitely being taught and being programmed along the lines of stuff with the Predator. So it's kind of a cool play. I, I thought that was really one of the things going in. You don't have a lot of like these clever plays in this. It's really is just Predator versus Wolverine, but I thought that was a Kind of a neat little play Kind of the wink-wink of that alien text Sort of thing, yeah,
3: yeah. and then so we go to point. One week
0: ago And and this is where I thought, okay, this is Cool, we, we start off, and you kind of Lose track, but you start off with the present Day fight, that's the be-all End-all, that's how it seems like it will End, with that just You know, let's go at it, mano-a-mano So we go one week before And you do see where Wolverine has gone back to the Weapon X facility, and he did find the mask. So he brings it out and lays it down to say, like, come and get me. Hopefully this thing will start beeping. It'll start. And this predator, if he's still out there, still alive, he'll come and let's get this over with. And I'm like, okay, that's cool. And then you kind of like, he even like, looks like he goes to sleep next to it and then jumps up thinking, okay, here's the fight. And I thought, oh, that's a good way to end it for the last issue. Remember, the last issue is next issue. This is penultimate issue. Yeah. And we're going to get to So I thought, okay, that's a really cool way to wrap it all around. We got this stuff. Let's go. But no, we we jumped back to to feudal Japan. We're in Japan, Jim. Muramasa's estate. That's a really cool part of Wolverine. So, yeah, I don't mind getting it. It's just maybe you could have gotten that he really a scene on before the, or, yeah. you know, a little bit and end with that where he's waiting for him because it does end up like taking away that idea of, all right, we're getting to that final fight. We're going to see the final part of it. Even seeing that fight going on the present day one throughout these issues, I don't know, it, it, it ends up watering down a lot of the things where now. Once you jump back to Japan, it feels like, okay, I get it. We're doing great as kids. We're seeing the things. It just doesn't feel like it flows very well. But It doesn't cool. flow. It doesn't fit the
2: story, I think, just like what you were saying. He's cool to look at. He looks awesome. They are. And I,
0: I like the scene. Like, I like seeing more oh, yeah. I like the idea that we're going to get another team up because it's been so solitary. Our favorite issue was the last issue with the Team X. So now we're going to actually get more and Wolverine fighting the press. That's awesome. I just think that the way it's paced and the way it's presented, and it kind of gets mangled in together. But, you know, you see him training. Morimaz is saying, you're going to have to beat me, Wolverine. Hey, I could use pop my claws. And he's like, well, the reason I'm doing this is when you could just beat me with a sword, then you being you, you could beat 10 million people. So let's train. The training is interrupted. And I do like the little player. The art's great, like you just said. It, Predator shows up really pissed off like you've got my mask Like, but at that point Wolverine doesn't know and things because of that whole gumminess of his mind but he shows up with that crazy skull alien skull head deal pretty cool like that is really neat and then it says to be continued obviously because that's the last deal it's a great cliffhanger page it's just I wish that it's an awesome design isn't it it's a great look for the Predator yeah, oh it's awesome so At the end, I still do like this. I just wish Mm. that it was presented a little bit different so that you can, you know, what happens is you end up getting excited for what, oh, and then we pull away. Then we get it to, oh, we put, and so I just wish that Ben Percy was writing this where that tension just continuously rose, rose, rose to a point. I think that it kind of lessens it the way he did it, but some may disagree, but what would you give it?
2: Um, overall, enjoyed it. Like you, not as positive as the last issue, but this was fun.
3: If a last little bit. Last issue was really good. It was right? great, wasn't
0: it? That was the best. <laughs> I wanted that the whole series. I did. It, it should have been Predator versus T-Max, and that would have been the best. It would have been so <laughs> cool.
2: But this is a bit disjointed jim isn't it as you say we're kind of like oh just when we get into one point getting excited, we, we jump back to japan which even though it looks good yeah it's a bit kind of like yeah it felt tacked on so i'm going to go for a, a strong seven
0: out of ten yeah i'm a 7.5 i could i could go to up to an eight because of the art but because of that thing and like you said when you say it feels tacked on i agree it almost feels like as you're writing ben Persley's writing the script and then somebody's reading like oh man you didn't go to japan <laughs> Oh,
2: crap. We've got to do Japan, do you I better do
0: this. So that seems like what we're going to end up, you know, going for. We'll end up probably doing the same kind of deal. We'll end up where, and in my mind, next issue will kind of tie up everything from all the things and then at the end just end that fight. But I kind of want that big fight in the present to maybe have been this huge thing where we could just, and maybe it will, but it just feels like we're just getting little tidbits little bits each time and i think that it would have been better to have full out spread deal but we'll see and uh i don't know maybe it'll read better in trade as you just you know plow through it because it is I a want quick more read it, it's, more team eggs jim oh, I, i'm telling you that was so good so great. i'm gonna go up to an eight because of the art now you're getting me excited but I, i'm actually my excitement raises thinking about the last issue but now still, I'll, I'll be more positive. I haven't liked a lot this week, and this actually was something that I did enjoy. so I'll go real Good. positive. Eight out you. of ten. if we keep talking, I'll just keep going up. But unfortunately, we have to move on to the next book, and this was a book where I, I didn't even know, but I figured, don't you no, know, Howard the Duck seems like something me and Gray could have fun with. I think that it would be a character that you might enjoy, we get a kick out of whatnot. I, I had no idea, but when I said. Hey, what do you want to do? Whatever. You did even mention this book, Howard the Duck. And so I I'm did like, want to oh, do right. it.
2: Yeah. It's like I've got a bit of um, a connection to this, Jim. My, my older brother used to buy comics back in the late 1970s. He used to have the original, some of the yeah, original the Steve Howard Gerber. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah.
0: awesome. And uh, I, I talked to you a bit because of the crazy things that we do uh, about my buddy Reggie, who passed away. Howard the Duck was one of his favorite. <laughs> like these wacky characters are always oh, yeah, his characters. Cool. He really enjoyed Howard the Duck. So, When this ended up being announced and we saw it, we're like, okay, it's a 50th anniversary issue. It's an anthology issue, but it's not that oversized until you read it because it takes forever. I don't understand it. Usually (laughs) these things are like, you know, 80 pages and I'm like, okay, I get it. It's 80 pages. I'm not a strong reader, as they say. But when I went into this, I start out and I'm like, all right, this is kind of fun. By about the middle of the second story, you know, which I'm saying is the Kibblesmith one. I'm like, I want out. But because we're going to do this, I'm like, all right. And I plowed through it. But you start out, it's mainly a Chip Zdarsky thing. And he's had a bit of a run on Howard the Duck. So that's kind of cool. And you start, it's kind of the bookend story that he does. And in his part, it's, it's Chip Zdarsky. And Joe Keones with Jordan Gibson on inks and Stacy Lee colors. DC's Travis Lanham on letters. This is okay. I, I got a, a laugh because it is in 2025, the Great Hero War Seven. You end up where Howard's there, and they're fighting the Under Undead Pools, the Cap Wolves, the Blade Wilsons, all these things. That's it's are everything they did job, it, right? are they? Yeah, and it's it's all. For laughs, it's all he's for, for oh my God. Like the idea that it, it's ramped up in 2025, they've run out of ideas, maybe, and they're going, but when not the watcher, but his, what, cousin or brother, he's the peeper, and he comes down and he looks like a creeper. He does look creepy. He's the peeper, and he has that like thin mustache. He's wearing a white Peter and sweat. They call him a peeper. He, he, so he has like hairy on. <laughs> that made me laugh the idea. And like, uh, and they're like, Oh man, the watchers here. It's like, yeah, I kind of peep. I'm the peeper. That made me that. That's the biggest laugh I got. Yeah. Same, same here. And I was like, Oh, that's pretty funny to be this. Like, this is your life. It's a wonderful world. What if, as they say, or mm-hmm. walk if, because it's, you know, the whole deal with the Howard the Duck. But he ends up like, it, it ends up playing off very loosely of, is every place where I am, am I always miserable? Am I always having problems? And we go and we find out that indeed he is. But there is one other little funny play. Hawkeye in this is, is about to die in Spider-Man's arms. And he goes, it's not your fault. And then Spidey's like, what'd you say? And Howard yells out, he said, it's your fault. And Spidey gets all upset. <laughs> that made me giggle that too. That was the second laugh I got. Yeah, you're right. That's still the Chips of Darcy in it. Yeah. Yeah. So when we get into these stories, though,
2: Ooh, wait. <sighs> this
0: this got tough for me, Jim. It's a bit
2: of a struggle.
0: He's this first one. Daniel Kibble Smith with Art by Annie Will, Ian Herring on Colors and D.C.'s Traps Land and Letters. And it is Howard is the, you know, he's the president of the United States. We're being invaded by aliens, but they're almost like if you watch Rick and Morty Show Us What You Got type aliens. They're involved in branding. They want to buy the rights to the heroes of Earth, and then they're gonna run it through the the machine that makes them vanilla and down the middle so that they can make money without little effort. It's all this meta nonsense that I really don't care about. And I realized when I read this, the reason why a lot of times the Howard the Duck stuff, it feels like it should be funnier than it is because these, you know, yahoos like Kibblesmith here decides that they're just going to tell their little clever meta stories. And you never really get much of a feel or character work of Howard himself. He gets caught up in their nonsense. That's a good point. Yeah, absolutely. Howard, and maybe that would be a funny story for Howard to say, I'm sick of getting caught up in anybody's social commentary, their little wink-wink jabs at things because that's what people use him for. I want him. I want to have, and you kind of got a little bit of it in that first, you know thing with chip starsky the idea that yeah things are going to get wacky but make him the focus not your clever quote unquote clever ideas and things like that that i'm telling you some of these writers like you know i'm waiting for mark russell to show up now and because it's all like that like they have this file if i ever do howard the duck i'll pull this crap out and throw it but it ends up where the art's good throughout but it's kind of just gets annoying (sighs) A book that's a 50th anniversary celebrating a character get annoying. I don't want to be annoyed by Howard in this. And I'm more annoyed by the writers. But unfortunately, Howard is the face of this. So I end up getting annoyed. And nothing is going to matter in this anyway. But yeah, Howard takes down these aliens. Oh, my God. You did it, USA. Some of these jokes, Jim, they did not
2: land for me. They were pretty cringe, pretty bad. And I'm going to say the, this first: um, like the backup stories, whatever you call it, I didn't really like the art in this one. I know it's mean to say that Annie Woo's art. I just thought it was pretty uh, scratchy, sketchy. Bassy.
0: Yeah, I, I don't mind it as much. The, the art gets better, and it does I get think better. that when you get the deal, so then the next story and the next story is going to be Howard joining up with the X-Men, and it's written by Jason Liu, who I'm not really aware of, art by Derek Charm, again, I'm not very aware of, colors by D. Cunneth and V.C.'s Travis Lanham on letters. The art's pretty good in this, and I think that maybe this story could have been a little better, That it's weird, have a little more room, it ends up, again, because of this whole concept anthology deal and how we're going through this multiverse deal, you end up where it feels like, uh, you know, greatest hits again yeah here he does. is he's on the x-men he gets turned into a mutant. he's a mutant yeah and the, the whole play of it is to show howard how much it sucks to be a mutant so proteus ends up making him a mutant and then kind of loses track of him it's kind of a funny concept by the end because proteus seems like oh crap i didn't turn you back i'll turn you back but in the meantime howard's going to join the x-men team He's gonna mess up. Then he's gonna end up where he's now on the, you know, with the younger characters, with the new mutants. So he's gonna end up then being recruited by Emma to be on the Hellions team. And you play that kind of like goofy deal. The Hellions show up and they look like a biker gang straight out of Greece. They, you know, it looks like <laughs> you know that sort of thing. They don't look that threatening, but they're like the biker gang. That was pretty funny. I like that. Yeah. yeah. So you, you get the the idea of it. And in the meantime. You do have this kind of kind of play overall of Howard actually helping the new mutants, the young kids, because they don't get a lot of, uh, you know, props. They're bullied a lot. They're, they're a joke. And he ends up helping them. And actually, when Emma comes and says, I want you to join my cool team, the Hellions, he does say, do I get a backpack like that guy, a jetpack? No, hey, I'm out. But he goes and it's like. He's actually made some friends with the new me. I'm like, I don't know why, but I got some feels from that. I'm like, I love the way he ends up on, in a big pool as well. Gee, with the X-Man
2: shit. That that's my favorite part. It's like a few years later. We, we Yeah, jump a oh, years. he's
0: there forever. Proteus shows up, and I thought that the play here, and I do like his, he's on like a, a little bit of an inner tube that looks like a donut. I think that's Yeah, pretty cool. that's pretty awesome. I thought what was going to happen, it doesn't quite happen this way, but I thought that since Howard's there, a few like, he was going to corrupt the whole X-Men team, and everybody was just going to be, like, crazy or whatever, just having a pool party. And he's there. He's actually getting along. It looks like in this world, he could have just been an X-Men. And he even looks happy, doesn't he? Yeah, at the end. Proteus is mad because he didn't get invited to the party. And says, <laughs> I can't believe you're still a mutant. This is ridiculous. And ends up changing him. In that, though, it is funny where when he immediately, when he is not a mutant, they kick his butt to the curve. They end up where they get Kurt said, hey, get him out of here. That was fast, wasn't it? Fast work. It almost plays that opposite of, you know, the mutants are never accepted by humanity. Well, here they end up once he's not a mutant, they kick him out. It's, it's okay. I think that's the, this is the best story. Other than the wraparound deal was kind of funny by Chip yeah. Uh, but it it just ended up like it, it was too quick. You never can really set there again. You're not going to be able to do much in these little bit of pages. But no, we then go to the last story, and I know you didn't like the Kibble Smith one. I I could barely get through this, and it's it's Howard in the Guardians of the Galaxy. But it's the one with uh, Flash, Thompson, Venom. You got Thing on the team. It's that wacky team. Star-Lord is off doing his Spartex stuff. So Howard the Duck has taken the reins of being Star-Lord, and he has them gathering up, you know, lost alien cats and dogs. And, and you have the Rockets pissed off. But it is written by Merritt K., uh will robson on art pete pentazas on colors and VC stratus lanham on letters the art's pretty good i do like the art. this one yeah really does fit i'm telling you like 2005 marvel deal even a little bit later but it really does feel if you go back to this point where you have the guardians of the it looks like it it really has the coloring everything They, they really nailed that look and with that though it's just, it's a slog for me. The story, yeah. It's not great, is it, Jim? It's just no. okay, the story. I was kind of enjoying the art. That's Merrick Kay is like a fanfic writer, possibly. Like you said, it was in Chip Sigarsky. Is that his
2: latest your newsletter? He's saying that I think they did some kind of like, what do you call it? Um, it's, a, it's a, I got a comic on, um, online. Like
0: a, a web comic. Yeah,
2: like a web, that's it, a web comic or webtoons, yeah.
0: What you usually call those is bullcrap. <laughs> and <I just> wanna- <laughs> <laughs> that's what i've heard but now you can here's the thing i would never thought in any of these that oh my god like this person can't write because again the last two stories i i'm not familiar with the writers so i don't but okay, this yeah. one i think might be a tad overwritten and the problem is is it's you're bogged down a bit and you can't have fun because of it because what they end up wanting to do is give a lot of shout out to the zany things and villains from the past and the Howard the Duck stuff in a 50th anniversary. Yeah, that, that works, but I, I don't know that this is going to, you know, float that many people's boat to cram it into like, yeah, Oh my one god, we story. saw the beaver. And yeah. then we, but, and so you're was, bogged down yeah. by that instead of just kind of having fun with it. There's a couple jokes. There's a couple wink, winks, but overall, yeah, it's not the greatest. And you just no. kinda end. You kinda end with and you're gonna have a Michael McDonald jokes going on. And I'm like, maybe me and Gray will get that. We're old we're old men. We're old, Jim. We're old. Maybe that's just gonna be the joke. The joke's on us, because we're like, oh man, I like the Doobie Brothers. Why wouldn't, you know, Star Lord like them? Uh but you end up with this whole deal ending and then Howard pissed off because he kinda gets ejected out of the whole play and kicked off of the team. So you have that, the end, we go back to the Chip Zdarsky stuff, the wraparound deal of Howard just saying, is this all I got? I'm miserable everywhere, my yeah. life is, is bad all the time. So unhappy, every universe. And then you get this weird play. You even mentioned at one point, like, this is why they never have a movie with you, kind of a laugh. But uh, then all of a sudden you, you see that Howard the Duck is actually a real duck in a construct suit. And I'm like, all right. And then leaves. But we get one last joke is when Howard's just like, I'm out of here. Let's go get something to eat. And uh, Spider-Man's left there. Because remember, we're still in the rubble of this 2025 Superhero 7 war. And Spider-Man's like, hey, Peeper. I still, I'm telling you, I love, I love the Peeper. But he's like, hey, Peeper, uh, do I have any, like, good things in any other universe? Am I ever happy? And then the people like looks at him and goes, yeah, I gotta go. And then he almost had the Spider-Man no more as he walks away.
2: Poor Spidey, <laughs> look at how slogan you <laughs> at the end as he, as he strolls away. <laughs>
0: oh, I had a giggle. I mean, you could just say like, just superimpose the alley with the mess. He still has it on, but it's in the trash can. It's pretty good. But yeah, poor Charlie Brown walking away Spider-Man. But overall, yeah, it, it, this was what it is. If, if you're a completist or you really, dig howard the i still don't even know if howard the duck fans would really love this but you're not going to get much howard the duck so you support the character that you love if you're out there i don't know who's you know the biggest fan but with that what would you give it
2: um this is tricky because yeah it's a 50th anniversary it's supposed to be a celebration but i got the most laughs like you were saying with the chip Zdarsky, the framing story you know that was it and
0: that's like three but, pages
2: yeah three pages at the beginning at the end
0: and you know what i'll give that to? That has Chip Zdarsky kind of jokey, whatever, but the art actually tells a lot of the joke as well, so it actually is a well-done deal. Some of these others, you're just throwing stuff at the reader. Uh, yes. I don't know. I don't want to be too negative for it. It's okay.
2: Same here. Yeah, I enjoyed the, um, the second one and the third one, but I know what you mean about the third one, the backup story. It was too too narrative heavy. It was it was overwritten, but the art was good. I thought the third one actually looked like Howard the Duck, if that makes sense. The most Howard Did. the Duck image at times. But overall, Jim to be uh, I, don't, I don't want to be too negative. I'm gonna go I'm gonna go six, five, eight. I'm going to go i going to go i am
0: going 6 i am going okay. Uh, flat six. And maybe, maybe the play is too that in this you have these three stories to wrap around. By the time I got to that third story, I kind of checked out. I've kind of like, okay, we know the joke here. It's not anything, you know what I mean? Maybe yeah. they would have been better played to have Chip Zdarsky just write one story, do the whole thing. Yeah, I would have preferred that. Could have even had him jump around, and if you wanted to do that, but play it off, not just because each writer's going to come in here and try to do their thing, and it almost is like, okay, here we go again. Here we go again. They're giving people and it, a chance, and,
2: aren't they? It's almost like a, a kind of mini writers' room. It's like, okay, have a go with a little story.
0: Yeah, I like the idea, but Yeah, when you get anthologies, sometimes you do end up like, Oh, I never heard of that person and again, I'm not gonna seek out a lot of things yet, but I did okay. If you see the name
2: called again, you'll be like, Oh, I remember them. Yeah, they did that that backup story and how they okay.
0: Yeah, <laughs> Me and you're the only ones. But that is it for the show. And I'm gonna go through the books that we'll be talking about next week and a couple of these where so I'll be joined by Gray as always. But here we go. We have Amazing Spider-Man number 39 that is continuing the gang war. We'll see how that goes. Is it finally started, the gang war? Yeah, yeah. It started this week. All right. I (laughs) I don't even know if I'm going to say it started. It started getting on my nerves. That's what it started doing. But we'll have that. So we'll see how. Seb Wells will play that one up. Avengers number eight. Not really digging Avengers that much. A lot of people seem to love it. It's not really my favorite book. We'll see if that improves as well for me. Jed McKay, obviously, and I'll be joined by Zach. Me and him are going through that. Daredevil number four, book that me and you do, and it's, you
2: know, we'll see. I'm looking forward to that. i got to say, I'm still still open to it.
0: I'm not mad about it. I just haven't been hooked in as much as I thought at the point. We have Blade number six. That's obviously me and you. We cool. thought it was going to be over. We got Blade and Dracula. We'll see how that plays out. I mean, He's seriously, a he is a Dracula, and we have Thunderbolts number one of four. So we have the start of the Thunderbolts mini. A lot of these minis now used to be five issues. Now they're they're just four. And is it because maybe they're putting them like they have extra pages. I don't know. It's weird because they used to be Ooh. five issues most of them. But you have Thunderbolts number one, and then we have Sentry. Number one, the new Century book. So that might be interesting. We'll see how that is when it comes out next week. But I'll be joined by a bunch of people, including my man, Matt, as well. So we'll see how all that goes. Thanks for joining me, as always, Gray. And that's it, everybody. So if you want to go and check us out, you can go and check us out on Twitter at Weird Science DC. That's how the main thing is. But check out our YouTube channel, Weird Science Comics. Also check out Gray's YouTube channel, though. He tries to tell me not to mention it so I'm mentioning it anyway me and Greg do a Grant Morrison show each week that you should check out and he does a lot of other reviews and things of that sort as well so check him out and then also check out our website weird science uh, all these will be in the show notes as well as our patreon and things like that so with that thanks Greg thanks everybody and we'll talk to you later
2: you are all weirdos Mute science is the revolution. Mute science is the revolution.